Before we have the reading of the Holy Gospel, I invite my assistants up. We're going to say together the responsorial psalm. Those who are going to read, please come up. In different languages. That first Pentecost, the apostles preached, and everyone in the community heard them in their own language. And so, Alamunda will read in Spanish, and our response is, Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Alleluia. Philomena will read in French. Envoie ton esprit, Seigneur, et tout sera créé, et tu renouveleras la face de la terre. Alléluia. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Mishka will read in Slovak. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Margarita will read in Italian. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Lucy will read in Atessa, which is the language of Uganda. Send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. And Ivan will read in Portuguese. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. On that first evening of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were, out of fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst. He said to them, Peace be with you. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven, whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you just met me, you say, okay, this guy's a little different. If you've known me, you realize I'm continuing my difference. Today, there's no way to put it in a few words. That's why we, we use various languages. There's no way to put in a few words what God did today to the world, to the universe. God spoke to the Holy Spirit to those apostles who were afraid, they were hiding, and he woke them up, and he opened not only their eyes, but their hearts. Today, Pentecost Sunday, is, goes through us like blood in our veins. The other day I was in the hospital waiting for Jerry's surgery, which never took place, but that's another story, and I was in the cafeteria, it was lunchtime, 
and he had already been taken into the operative. So I sat in the cafeteria in Lagone Hospital, and I brought my notes to prepare for my homily for today. And what happened was the, the homily came to life in the cafeteria, because as I was reading my notes, I heard every language there. We're in Manhattan, the center of the world. So every language is pronounced here. We only used a few today. We use Portuguese and, and Ugandan and French and Slovak and Italian and English. But all of our languages represent what happened today, the fact that the Holy Spirit came into the world, filled our veins, filled our insides, and made us one. And what you speak is irrelevant, and where you're from is irrelevant, because we're all gods. We're all people who were sent by Jesus Christ. All parts of the world receive the Holy Spirit. Do we appreciate Does the world appreciate it? I don't know. Russia bombs Ukraine again today. Prejudice continues on our streets. Hate in different parts of the world. We fear what goes on to the persecuted Christians in, in Asia, in Ukraine, in Africa, and other parts of our own country. So the world didn't quite get it, it seems, that the Holy Spirit came to unite us regardless of where we're geographically from, to unite us regardless of what language we speak. That's why that unique experience, the apostles go out, they proclaim, and they, don't, they know what they're doing, but they're proclaiming it in Aramaic, maybe a little Greek. But all the audience, and why was there a large audience? Because it was Pentecost. It was 50 days after Passover. So Jews from all over the known world, all over the metropolitan area, came and they heard these Aramaic fishermen talk about Jesus in their own language. And it was so outstanding. They say 5,000 were baptized that day. The number's irrelevant because we're still not there. We're still not yet inundated with the power of the Holy Spirit. And you and I, the Christians of the world, are the ones who are meant to carry out the word without prejudice, without hate, without greed, with equality, with respect. That's what the early apostles were confronted with. When Jesus sends them out, he knew what he was doing. He was, it was, this is not going to be any picnic. If you're a Catholic, it's not a picnic. To tell people where you work or your neighbors, I'm going to church. You, you know the reaction. It's amazing that after 2,000 years, we're still being mocked and persecuted for our faith in Jesus who lives. Now that's the key here. We continue with the Paschal candle, and today we'll take it out of the sanctuary and put it in its proper place in the church near the baptismal font. But that candle represents the presence of Jesus. In our lives. And that presence of Jesus is not in a candle. 
The presence of Jesus is in the Eucharist. The presence of Jesus is in the Gospel. The presence of Jesus is in one another. Yes, each one of us, each kid... Oh, they took them out. They took the noisy kids out. But that's all right. They can always stay in their father's house away from them out there. Each one of us, the quiet, the noisy, the big, the small, the black, the white, it doesn't matter. Each one of us is as sacred as Jesus himself because he's in us. And as sacred, I mean, think of this, as sacred as the Eucharist, as sacred as the body of Christ. Because we are. Paul made that very clear. We have different gifts, but we all represent the same body of Christ. We have different accomplishments, and yet we're all people with our differences who represent God on earth. Today is the day that happened. Today is the day the Holy Spirit inspired the world. Some of us got it, some of us still haven't gotten it. That we are one. Paul says it in his own poetic way, which is beautiful. And he reminds us that only with this faith in Jesus can we say Jesus is Lord. Now, what does that mean? How can you, anybody can say those three words, but from our hearts, from our hearts, to believe that after confession, whatever our penance is, and we say Jesus is Lord, Jesus is forgiving us. When we receive the Eucharist, the body and blood and the presence of Jesus, and we say Jesus is Lord, this means that we're connected to him. And then Paul goes on to be very clear. Don't worry about all your gifts. There are different gifts from the same Lord. There are different gestures from the same Lord. Every one of us is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And every one of us is given a gift to share with the church. Don't get confused. Not the building, not this place. The church, the people of God throughout the world. Those that we know, those that we don't know. That's why it makes sense to pray for all the intentions on our altar, all the intentions that were brought forth. Whether we know them or not, it makes sense because everyone that God has given us to pray for is our brother and sister. This is the day it all comes together. This is the day that the Holy Spirit says, open your minds, open your hearts. There's no room for hate, prejudice, greed in our body. And Paul has more than once talked about the, the, the relevance of the corporal church, the body. And he puts it poetically and, and biologically. He says, um, you know, if there's something wrong with your eye, no one says, oh, it's just my eye, the rest of me is okay. Or it's only my foot, the rest of me is okay. Or it's only my finger. No, we put our attention to that part of us that is ill, that needs solution, that needs medication, that needs attention. We don't cut ourselves up. So that, that's, that's only my hand. I, I can go through life and without worrying about the hand. Are you kidding me? We're people. The corporal theology of Paul, the body of Christ, is right here among us. Today, 
It comes together. Paul made that analogy after the Holy Spirit had come. Paul made that analogy as the church was growing, so that the growing church could understand what our responsibility is. You know, God doesn't need your prayers. God doesn't need any more prayers than he has. He has the whole universe. He needs each one of us individually. He needs us to be his voice and his hands and his feet in the world. He doesn't need another prayer in his basket. That's for us. Because our prayers connect us with God. Our prayers remind us that we're one with Jesus Christ, not in a candle, but in faith and in the corporal reality of what we believe. Today's a day all of that comes together. And Paul reminds us, I don't care what nation you're from, we're all baptized into one body. Whether you're Jews or Greeks or slaves or free persons, we've all been given the same spirit to drink. And Lucy read the first reading. Think of it. Some of these countries and areas don't even exist anymore. But they were inspired. The early apostles were inspired to speak to the Parthians, the Medes, the Elamites, the inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, districts near Cyrene, as well as Rome, and Jews brought to being converts from Cretans, Arabs. You get the idea? There's no language that wasn't invited to be recipients of the Holy Spirit. That's us. As a world, we haven't quite done it yet. But that's our mission. Jesus didn't say, oh, when you're tired, just put down your, your, your bodies and say, to hell with it, don't bother going on. No, no. He gave us himself, and he told us how much to give. His whole self he gave. And that's what we're meant to do. Most of us will not be crucified, but you know there are countries in the world that are crucifying our Christian brothers and sisters. Most of us will not be put into cages and tortured and burnt to death. But you know, some of our brothers and sisters who are Christian experience that. I don't have to give you any more graphic examples. You want them, go to the early church of the, the fathers and read about the martyrdoms of the early church. Read about the, the lions tearing people's bodies apart. It still goes on. And you know why? Because of your faith in Jesus Christ. No faith, no belief, don't worry. Nobody's going to be persecuted. You believe, you're going to be persecuted. And who will give you the strength to bear that persecution that we still believe in is the Holy Spirit. Rejoice. Today is a great day. The Lord sends out His Spirit to renew the face of the earth. With the church throughout the world, we stand and proclaim what we believe 